You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. There we go. There's multiple rarities. <laughs> you know, you're about to go on GameScoop. You can just ask America. You could. You want to plug your... Hold on a second. Let's I never like anything involving cards. Sports cards, game card games. I don't like anything. Oh, you never had like Garbage Pail Kids? I love Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> <laughs> the exception that proves the rule. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, David Hatfield. Joining me this week, Justin Davis, hey. Sam Claiborne, Jared Petty. Scoop! Got a great show for you this week. We got to talk about uh, some Apple announcements that came today. We're going to talk about the new video game Smells on the Block. What? I'll explain. I'll explain. <laughs> okay. We begin this week though with uh, GameScoop super fan Big Tony Style. Big Tony Style. He emailed us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com, just like you can. And he asks With the release of Castle Crashers on Xbox mm-hmm. One this week, I was always surprised that it never got a sequel, given its success and popularity. Mm. Are there any particular mm. games you happen to love that you are surprised have never been given a proper sequel? Yes. Yeah, sure. Yes. So happy, Don't ask I'm, yes or no questions, <laughs> Big Tony style. I'm happy a bunch of games I liked didn't get sequels. Yeah? Yeah. For, for example. That drives me crazy, like Shadow of the Colossus. I would mm. never want a sequel to Shadow of the Colossus. Oh man, I would. But I want that team to make more games. More Colossi. Mm-hmm. I love that game, but I think it's a good standalone game. I think it would, there would be something weird about returning to it. I'd love to see people rip it off. I'd like to see somebody else do a game about climbing giant monsters. That doesn't happen enough. I feel like maybe they could remake that game and I would play it again. There was an well, IC HD release, but it wasn't like, yeah. they didn't yeah. add a whole lot to it or anything. Yeah. Beyond Good and Evil is an example that comes up a lot. So we keep, like, rumors for a sequel on that one have been swirling for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shadow Complex. Well, there's a trailer even. Again, rumors of a sequel in Swirly on... Uh, I like Psychonauts a lot. I don't want to see a sequel yeah. to that necessarily. Mm-hmm. I thought that game was so tightly packed. It was great. 
Chrono Trigger never got a proper sequel. Chrono Cross is kind of a weird pseudo-sequel, but mm. it's more just this thing that exists mm. in the same world. I, I'd like to see a proper Chrono Trigger sequel. I, I'm with Sam. A lot of games I don't think need sequels. I think we've gotten so used to sequels that we expect them and forget that maybe it's better for teams to go on and do something really cool, which is what the behemoth you know, did after Castle Crashers. Mm. That's what they always but, do. Yeah, yeah, but with, uh, with Chrono Trigger, I feel like there, there's room for... Uh, there's room for something really neat in that same kind of spirit and vibe, and I'd love to see somebody go back and capture what made that first game uh, so special and, and do it in a, in a new and exciting way. I think there's been enough time between. There's there's whole series of games that just stopped that should have definitely had sequels, and like the other side of that... Gex the Gecko? Not Gex. Gex does not need a sequel. Rystar? Sure. Oh, there was a Gex sequel. Uh, yeah, no, there, there was several, yeah. Yeah, no, there's a lot of sequels. But like, I think like the series of, of Donkey Kong that started with Donkey Kong, went to Donkey Kong Jr., then went to Donkey Kong 94, and then became like... March let's, of the Minis. We forget Donkey Kong like, Three. And like, yeah, 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 skip that. You know, but there I were many, that. many like after Donkey Kong ninety four, there was Mario vs Donkey Kong and several yeah. of those sequels. So those games, I don't think, are the same as Donkey Kong ninety four, which is like a really cool like puzzle platformer game, which, oh. which is the Donkey Kong. Mechanics. I mean, yeah, the yeah. Minis became kind of a different yeah. thing, but they they got that game. Like, there's several proper but puzzle platforming no sequels. There's no Donkey Kong like game out now. That's yeah. like okay, like, I'm like, just like, climbing ladders using a hammer. Doing that weird like wall jump that was on Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. There's, not I, now, I, now, but we did get three or four. Games. We got somebody. You do have those long breaks, and you feel like there's still room to explore it. I think that somebody. You think about something like you know Pitfall and Pitfall Two were both good games, and then there were a couple of really oh. crappy. The Mayan Adventure's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the Mayan Adventure. Oh, it's and, so cool. And Super Pitfall's just, Pitfall just another game it. with a with a name stuck on it. But you like you Super really Pitfall's like the Mayan Adventure? Mess. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, uh, yeah, I like the Mayan Adventure. I like how like there's like your dad is like Pitfall Harry, and he's like this giant Atari <laughs> thing that's just like, it's so cool. Remind uh, me, which one is the Mine Adventure? It's that's a Super Nintendo Genesis okay. game mm-hmm. that's like really pretty, like large, open 2D platformer. Areas. Yeah, the animation's beautiful. I just not a big, so like, I, I don't, I feel like it's clunky. Is it like a Prince of Persia style game where like black... Thorn with like good 2D animation. It has yeah. really good animation, but you can control it's it. It's like straight up yeah. jumping. It's yeah. like comic book. Uh, what's Flashback. the comic book game called? Mm-hmm. What, what comic Zone? Comic, comic Zone. Zone. Yeah, yeah, but it's clunky and difficult in some places. It's beautiful. I, I agree with Sam on it being beautiful. I'll bring it in. But, we'll, but, we'll revisit it. But people have come along and they have still iterated on the idea. That's the other part. Sometimes we get sequels that aren't sequels. I mean, Tomb Raider or or Uncharted are every bit the sequels to Pitfall that we never got. Spelunky is a Pitfall game. Uh, it, it's it's what uh, Pitfall kind of sequel. Mean. That's a sequel to Spelunky. Spelunky <laughs> feels so much like Pitfall too. Uh, I don't. It, it's I don't. They're not just like Spelunky is all about like speed runs and. It's got a very. Just, I see where you're going. So so is Pitfall. Pitfall I, it, is it, one twenty minute speedrun. Just because it's got a jumps, jump, yeah. uh, jumps and, and a whip doesn't make it a sequel. It, it's not just the jumps and the whips and the thematic setting and the fairly minimal controls. It's the speed running element that you just mentioned. I mean, Pitfall itself is like here's twenty minutes. Can you find all 32 treasures in 20 minutes? We dare you. Pitfall 2, even more that way, especially with the secret ending and some of the hidden stuff. There's there's this feeling, and again, I I, I realize it's an iterative stretch, but I, I do think that we got spiritual successors to a lot yeah. of these things that we wanted. And then we get games that just got, you know, then you have something like, like do you ever like Kicks, the arcade game? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that gets iterated on as something like Gal's Panic. It's this neat little... Early, early puzzle game. That, those are not safe for work. No, they're, they're not. But I'd love to see somebody take that really cool idea kicks of something like kicks and <laughs> kicks is safe. And yeah. like you said with Donkey Kong, do something really new and neat with it. I think there's more to be to be found in there and play around with. Um, I love that we live in an era where everything old is new again and nothing oh. goes away forever. If there is fondness, fondly remembered memories of anything, you can be sure that it's going to get resurrected in one way or another. But sometimes it'll be ruined. Yeah, well, but it's not. It doesn't ruin what came before. Like, so there's only so there's a chance that it'll be good, 
or there's a chance you can just ignore it if it's bad, and it doesn't take away from what you originally got. Like, we got great sequels to Donkey Kong Country, of all games. There are three good ones on the SNES, it went away for over a decade, and now it's back again, that's awesome. Like, it's great. Do you like we got 2D Fears? Mario's again, we got 3D, and we said, oh, Mario's never going 2D again, but then he did. That's a good point. Did you like Tropical Freeze? Tropical Freeze? Um, Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze. Yeah. Um, I don't like any of those games. No, I... W- I never liked Donkey Kong Country. I, I actually, Donkey Kong... Uh, Tropical Freeze time, but... really bit me. I really enjoyed it. That yeah, was, I know the general it's consensus hard. is that it's really, really yeah. great. I, I personally... I mean, even though I was just advocating for it, I think it's <laughs> great that they exist, but for me personally, okay. I was just using that as an illustrative example of the point that I was making. Well, I think you're right. I didn't like the original Donkey Kong Country games, and I, this thing came along that iterated on it, and I loved it. So I, I, feel, I think you're right. Sometimes we. Hey, Burger Time got thing. a sequel. Remember that? that it did. Burger Time World Tour. It did indeed. That was. And actually, there's a Super Burger Time. I think it was just released in Japan. Burger Time yeah. Deluxe. There's that also. It is? There's that also was really cool. Not, an television only Burger Time sequel. Mm. Yeah, the, 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 none of those are very good. There's also yeah. Peter Pepper's Ice Cream Factory. There is indeed, <laughs> which is also not very good. But you can play on the uh, Data East collection for the Wii of all things. Weird. That was on tape originally. Wow, I didn't the know Deco that. The Deco cassette player. Oh, was it Deco System game? I did not know that. A few beloved games that never got sequels that came to my mind was Jade Empire. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the uh, Bioware, Bioware game between the Xbox. Star Wars Bioware. Yeah, games, right? Xbox One. Uh, I think it's uh, it plays a lot like. Did the, you like that the game? Quarter games. I actually never played that one, but yeah, I think cool it got a nine point nine from IGN. Yeah. I think that was famously it was like <laughs> what? Why it wasn't? It, couldn't, it wasn't good enough to get a ten. <laughs> That's and funny. I was you surprised. That, right? Jade Empire, yeah, but I wasn't a big fan of it. Um, Jade Empire didn't didn't grab me. Cool monsters, uh, I always I always saw in that game. But really cool. Um, I don't know. I, it just felt a little too. I don't know. Far East for the sake of Far East. I, 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 I Bioware games I usually mm. get really into, but Jade Empire didn't grab me. Mm. Are you surprised that Mario Paint never got a sequel? Uh, well, There's a lot of elements of that in Mario yeah. Maker. Yeah, Mario Maker almost it's feels like the, the sequel to Mario game. Paint. Yeah. Yeah, but yes, I am surprised. Um, yeah, I, I mean, did you have? I, I played Mario Paint at friends' houses, but I always thought it was pretty boring. Just oh, I, I mean, like I guess I thought nice it was cool. I like I like making little tunes yeah. with the with the music part the of the tunes, synthesizer. Yeah. There's an like, online tool that lets you. That's like an upgraded version of the little tunes mm-hmm. that uh, the original, oh, yeah, yeah. the actual cart. The dog barks you, my favorite. Yeah, I don't think you can do sharps or flats in the actual cart, mm-hmm. and so they mm-hmm. just like had an improved version. You can loop multiple tunes at once. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then there's a whole YouTube subculture of like. Take this popular song and, and do it. it and they, Mario instead Paint. of making like the sketch thing on the original DS, you know, yeah. like a, yeah. a Mario Paint theme thing, it was just generic. And I always wondered well, why. They, they did I, that I guess they do have Art Academy. Yeah. I guess that's yeah. sort of a similar product. They're still continuing. And, and, and WarioWare DIY bop, bop, bop. has some some yeah. nods to it in it. There's a little bit, but there's never a proper sequel. Uh, Mario Maker feels more like a sequel than anything we've ever gotten. And then one game that I loved very very much that I disappointed to never have gotten a sequel for was Einhander. Oh, okay, that's great. Terrific 2D shooter from Square Enix mm-hmm. of, all, of all developers. They yeah, make, a lot of those, like Ikaruga or like, you know, any of those As a shooter. Which one? Ikaruga. Well, Ikaruga. They didn't make those, but... No, I'm just saying, I, mean, I was just saying that's another example of a lot yeah, of those kind of arcade games Ikaruga just too, yeah. don't get... Well, Ikaruga was. was kind of an iteration on Radiant Silver Gun in a way. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's sort yeah. of... That company products. made a lot of sort of similar yeah, that, shooters. Yeah, you see similarities, but but you're right. I want to go back to Einhander. Yeah, you would play Einhander 2 in a heartbeat. I can't believe that was made by Square. Yeah. Was, that was at a time when they were like experimenting with what else they could do. Yeah. I mean, Remember when we played that R-Type uh, arcade machine that was made by Nintendo? Yeah, <laughs> manufactured by Nintendo. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. what? In like a basically a Donkey Kong cabinet, but from the early '90s, it's it's real. It's a Nintendo published uh, cabinet for. Uh, <coughs> That's bizarre. Yeah. A space shooter. Cool. 
Is it, and it was like 16-bit graphics, too. Mm-hmm. We no, played through it, a lot of it at Brewcade here in San Francisco. Yeah. Support your local arcade. Is it licensed from RM? Like, they just... That, I think that, it even said I think RM in the Nintendo front. Nintendo manufactured the cabinet. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, it says Nintendo on the side. It's like R-Type Nintendo. It I'm might be the version that today. they brought to Super Nintendo. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm learning a lot today. I really am. This is amazing. This is great. I hope you're ready to learn more. I am. Uh-oh. As we move on, uh, Apple had an event today. What... How did the announcements they had today... Uh, how would they pertain to gamers? They announced iPad Pro, this gigantic iPad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's 12.9 inches. as powerful as their laptops, they're saying. I end, mm-hmm. I end almost every evening holding my iPad in bed playing Hearthstone. And is this, gonna be, <laughs> this is just like, going to crush me? Like, I know it's like, the same, it's like the same weight as the original iPad. Uh-huh. Don't drop it on your face. Yeah, it seems if really you're playing, If you're not playing a lot of games in your iPad now, then I don't see why you need a more powerful iPad to play them. No, I mean, the, the iPad, games you're playing are simple, right? The iPad Pro, I'm sure games will look gorgeous on it and you know be very fun and good, but it's, it's not really... That particular device isn't specifically being targeted towards the consumer. It's meant to be an enterprise product. That's mm-hmm. why they announced the Apple Pencil. You know, um, Use it in a business setting is the intention. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why they trotted out Microsoft too, yeah. to talk about it. Um, Productivity in the most Adobe boring segment of the thing, they put poor Microsoft out. But there. they're just showing that you can have two apps open at the same time yeah, now that's for great. the first yeah. time, and you know, just different. None of that stuff's yeah. flashy, but it's like important if you're, you know, trying to use a tablet. They, they basically like showed that. off a console, though. They showed off the Apple TV. The Apple TV. Access yeah. App Store, right. That was a much bigger. And it has of. a unique controller. It needs probably a game controller too, but it has a Wii style controller. With yeah. a wrist strap, so, it has a wrist strap. I'm actually really surprised yeah. by the Apple TV announcement. Uh, there's been rumors, rumors so for yeah, a new years. model of the Apple TV. Just yeah. so if anyone hadn't heard, new model yeah. of the Apple TV. New model of the Apple TV, and the big difference is if you buy an Apple TV today or you buy the old Apple TV, it comes with you know 100 apps, and that's it. Like you mm-hmm. can't download more, you can't get rid of the ones you have. It's just preloaded with the software. But now the new Apple TV has an actual app store where you're going to be able to download games and apps and other things, is uh, my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they're opening that up to games. And the new, the new, what do they call it, the Siri remote? Yeah, it I has think. a Siri button, which they used, and it was kind of interesting. But yeah, basically, they, I think they even showed somebody with it on its side, yeah. using the t- it has a touchpad on it. It's got a few it's buttons on it controlled. and a touchpad, and it got... So you can use a Wii remote to point. Yeah. You can use it uh, as a touchpad on the think, top. Does it have pointing too? Because it doesn't have an IR sensor. It's it oh, yeah, maybe it's via just, Bluetooth. It's I think pointing, it's just motion. But smart pointing. Like it doesn't need to have uh, mm. the, the the field or anything yeah. to do it. I mean, I, but it also has a little touchpad cordoned off on it, made out of touch glass yeah. or whatever they call it. And then they should somebody have that on the side, kind of using it as a game controller. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big big fan of mobile games. Still play a lot of mobile games. Still playing, you know, Treasure Cruise every night. Other games every night. Um, I wasn't especially impressed with this TV announcement. I was expecting more. I was expecting a bigger splash. Uh, games make so much money for Apple and so many other companies that it didn't feel, you know, no controller, no real. I mean, they had harmonics so, showing off a decent product, but like no real big killer app. Like this is the reason if you're a gamer that mm-hmm. the Apple TV you should consider. Disney getting Infinity it. is coming to it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. motion controls. Motion controls feel at least three years late. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. Oh, motion control. I mean, nobody's gonna play Boomblox on it. I mean, that's Boomblox is so good. Needs a sequel. <laughs> Boomblox. There is was dope. a Boomblox too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, Wait, there's, there's a Wii? Boomblox too. Yeah, yeah there's a sequel to Boomblox. Really? What Came was it like? like a year yeah, later. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, good. I own it. I'm both really good. You can play it. All right. So first of all, I think it supports the same controllers that like the iPhone does. They call it 
they call it IMF, IMF controllers that uh, you okay. can sync up with your... International Monetary Fund. Right. But it, I don't know what that stands for. I, try, I couldn't figure it out. So I think you can sync those with the, the new Apple TV to use those controllers. Yeah. But until Apple puts the muscle of its of its own branding behind a controller, until they're like, here it is, guys, this is it, this is how yeah. you're going to play games on this thing, it's not going to happen. And I'm not sure they're interested in it. It's what I want to see. They're it's what I want to play. It. Well, I know they're interested in games. Are they mm. interested in controller-based games? Do they want to... Do they want... Do they regard that as a market fragmentation for themselves? I mean, maybe they want people playing this kind of game and that kind of game and nothing else on their hardware because, you know, I flew on a plane this week and I watched kids playing video games. And uh, It's really creepy to hear that. And I don't <laughs> think it looked very, very not creepy either while you did it. Well, it, it probably did not. Jared on the plane. I was just like, hello, like children. Peeking around from behind the chair. I'm just doing um, research for work. I'm going on game school. No, I was, uh, I, was positioned in the, uh, it, I was positioned in the middle of a family that was flying to Orlando at one leg of the flight. They were on their way to Disney World. You split up a family? Uh, I did. I was right in the middle of a family. Why didn't you offer to move? Well, actually, they yeah, wanted they, me there. I was, think that somebody the was mad like, at uh, yeah, sit in between me and my children. That's really kind of what it was. You know and how it is. Yeah, um, I was originally on the on the window, and they're like, "Do you mind sitting on the aisle?" And I was like, "Sure, I love the aisle." So I moved and sat. That was anyway. the place to be. But yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, the it, so it was the it, absolutely the aisle. You're, you're, you can get to the bathroom quicker. You don't have to stick your butt in anybody's face. It's a great place to be. More room. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Candy Crush for the grown-ups. You can and, take apple juice off the cart. And kids playing touch <laughs> games and contentedly playing and all throughout all the flights. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it, but I wonder if Apple's just like, you know, maybe maybe we figure our audience is going to be happy. By and large, the, the bulk of the people we're after are going to be happy with this controller and that controller. Maybe no, that's I mean, the future of gaming in their mind is is something very different than here's, two sticks and eight buttons. Here's what they should have done. The, the Apple TV is 100 bucks. I, I think, think the new one's like 160. Is it a lot more? Yeah. So they should have said you can get an Apple TV and you'll have all these apps and all this other stuff for 160 bucks. For 200 bucks, it comes with a controller and it comes pre-installed with these three games. We have a game from Epic. We have, you know, a game from, you know, I don't know, Nintendo. Like, here are these games that you can get on your new Apple TV. Like, why not? That does present a lot of interesting and it comes with, and it comes with, with Nintendo making mobile games in the near future. Yeah, well, sure, maybe Nintendo's a bad example, but no, like, no, you know, no, no, it's a great that, example. I but I mean, whoever plays ball, like we have these, we have a really high-profile game from Epic and EA and GameLoft with this controller. Can yep. you even port touch games to the with the touch-based pad that they showed? That oh. seems hard to do anyway. Well, I mean, a lot of the games. So the games that I guess work it's just one button taps a lot of the them. games that work with. The controllers right now are usually games that have virtual D-pads, like you know, I don't know, like Mikey Boots or a game like that. That's got like a D-pad and an A-B button that's just superimposed on so the screen that, right now, and they just pull that off onto a. They controller. showed that racing game, Asphalt, right? Yeah. So you just use tilt controls for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we mentioned uh, Disney 3.0, and then Crossy Road mm-hmm. is yeah. coming with a new multiplayer mode, and then also Guitar Hero Live. Yeah. So how is that going to work with just, so Guitar Hero Live with no instruments? Not sure how that'll work. I don't know how that I did. The band just gets mad at you, right? <laughs> you <laughs> suck. <laughs> you suck. I mean, I, I, Siri, I don't know. do I suck? <laughs> yes, David. There's a long history of companies not wanting to be game companies, but then gaming, they end up, they sort of back into it. Like it happened yeah. on Facebook, where they're like, "Hey, we have this thing called Facebook Canvas, and people can make apps now on Facebook, and it's going to be awesome." And then, sort of unbeknownst to them or unintended to them, it turned into a games platform, and the app store turned into the same thing. All the biggest apps are all games. Mm-hmm. And then these companies are left kind of strunk, strunk, scrambling to figure out, they're making money hand over fist, but scrambling to figure out this space that they're not native to. Um, I don't know. Uh, so what I'm getting at is, you know, bet against Apple at your own peril. Like, mm-hmm. they're the one of the most valuable companies yeah, on almost. Earth. 
Um, but I wasn't especially impressed with Apple TV as a gaming device today. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't think they were trying to sell us anything, Justin, honestly. I think that, I think that presentation was, was meant for an entirely different group of people. When they showed the iPhone uh, success, they said that it had console power. Did you see it? Like for the uh, iPad, they said it was like the processor was oh, a desktop power. desktop like level. Yeah. Like in terms of power, and they used the comparison for iPhone was console. Interesting. That, mm-hmm. that is interesting. And then they showed like a really kind of generic looking brawler game for it. Mm. It was like a mech running around shooting. Didn't look good. Yeah. War- Warhammer, yeah. Was that Warhammer? Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. It was a Warhammer, Warhammer game, yeah. Was that the one about rats? The Warhammer no. game. Did you hear about that? Rats. I didn't hear about that. Uh, and then finally, um, for the new iPhones, it has a new, it. a new input. It's a game we wrote about. A new input method, uh, it, 3D Touch is what yeah. they're calling it. Mm-hmm. It can sense pressure. Yeah. So if you press more deeply on the screen, it brings up a context-sensitive menu depending on the app that you're in, for example. And there could be applications for gaming for input, yeah. you know, as an input method for Absolutely. certain games. I have the, the new MacBook with a, like the, the trackpads like that. Mm-hmm. It has like multiple pressure levels that you can click on. Mm-hmm. And like None of it's implemented in software right now. Like very few things that that actually works with, like some stuff in Safari, but I don't really use Safari. So I'm, it's nice to see that plus an operating system mm-hmm. that like builds. Three D touch. Builds in. I mean, as with all this stuff, we need to get hands on it to see whether it's truly a big deal or not, or whether it's kind of a gimmick. But my sort of initial snap judgment, having not actually had a chance to test it out, is that it seems like it truly will change the yeah. way that people. You know how it is yeah, when, you, when you have to hover over an address. And then open it in a new tab. Yeah. Like, I hate doing that. Yeah, it's, just giving, super it's, annoying. it's giving you a right click, uh, mm-hmm. just interface wise. It's giving you a yeah. second degree, a second ability to do something. But it's also, I mean, in gaming, something similar has been tried before. Uh, the original Street Fighter for arcade had pressure sensitive buttons on it uh, the punch and kick button. It depended on how hard you hit the button as to whether Not you Street got Fighter a light too, or heavy. No, the original Street Fighter. And it broke all the, you know, it broke the hardware. Uh, that that was it didn't work because the hardwood Cade hardware wasn't made to be durable. I think it's enough. a punch out, a version of punch oh. out that's like that too. Punch oh, out no. arcade. Really, I didn't I realize. I think so. I no, no, it's not. It, the problem with punch out arcade is that it is a unique, interesting button, and people wanted to hit it really hard, okay. and it broke all the time. But mm-hmm. it, it wasn't. I didn't. Know, yeah, it's okay, I didn't know that. The, the Street Fighter one is actually big pads. Yeah, yeah. The Street Fighter one. We used to. Have, well, they made a buttony version one too, oh, really? and, and that one. But there was a pad one, right? I think there was. Yeah. No, I don't think you're crazy. Anyway, you hit these buttons. But okay, so that arcade stuff didn't uh, didn't work out very well. But Apple's going to engineer this thing to be durable. So there are probably ways for ideas like that to rise back up to the surface. Having oh. pressure sensitive uh, input for games would be really. It's weird that you went to that in- insanely obscure example when the PlayStation. Uh, two or three, I get my generations mixed up, but that DualShock has pressure-sensitive buttons. Yeah, the, yeah, the three does. I, yeah. I forgot about that. The, for, uh, that's how you play GT, right? Is you have the it ended up being buttons. not that popular. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily see there being a lot of gaming uh, uses here. I think it's just cleaning good, up. Good. Like the more and more yeah, complex and complicated these operating systems become, it's it's going to clean up the UI. I, I think. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right, moving on. Check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. This is Adam. He says, you're by far my favorite podcast. I've always wanted a question to get on the podcast. He's my favorite listener. Hopefully this one makes it. While playing Uncharted 3, you see a teaser for The Last of Us. So technically, they're in the same universe. How sweet would it be to have Drake and Joel and Ellie in the same game? Clearly this is very unlikely to happen, but it's cool to think about. What other video game crossovers would you enjoy to play? I just can't get over oh, the idea of Drake like turned into a clicker. Like, 
You know, Nintendo did a bunch of like kind of mashup things in the last couple of years, which are really good, like Pokemon Conquest, which was like a combination of Pokemon and uh, like Shingen the Ruler or Nobunaga's Ambition, maybe? All right, oh, oh, what? Pokemon Conquest? That was Nobunaga, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like that. I like how it was like, okay, here's a class of like all, you know, 700 Pokemon, and then like you put it in a real time strategy game. Yeah. And at that time, I, or not real time, that was actually turn based. But then also Halo Wars made a good real time strategy game. So I like that kind of mashup. And I like taking worlds of, uh, of huge amounts of characters and putting them in like an RTS or a, a turn based game. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Smash is such a great example. And I feel like the world of Smash is wide open now with characters like Ryu. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a tough question to answer. I'm the same as you. I like to see ideas put in a new genre more so than two worlds sort of mashed together. Yeah. It is a little tough question to answer. That's why I turned to the random video game generator okay, to good. put I like this. combos together for us. And I, the first one I came up with is really good, Mass Effect and Metroid. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. That would be easier to pull off than Mass Effect and God of War. Could you seduce a Metroid in that? I mean... Yes. Would that be bestiality? I don't, uh, I, don't know. I don't know how intelligent are Metroids. And I don't know what the, the laws baby. are out there but in the far the reaches. Well, in the, definitely not the baby. That's not okay. I mean, whatever else. Not, but, but an adult Metroid, a consenting Crude. Metroid? Because those Metroids were smart enough to come back and help you at Super mm, Metroid. You're this not one's consenting really good. when Metroid's... Okay. This one's really good, too. Mario and Advance Wars. It's never happened. Yeah. Huh. Why do we have Super Mario yeah. Wars? Why don't we have wow. Advance Wars at all, yeah. Nintendo? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But that's like a good series where like the Advance Wars universe is like not that interesting. So it'd be mm-hmm. really cool to make an Advance Wars in the not necessarily the Mario universe, but Metroid or or something like that. It'd be really cool. Now, yeah. now I'm yeah. sad. Halo. I'm seeing like a Mario, like a Mario three or a Mario World map, but laid out like Advance Wars. That'd be amazing. Like the actual like overworld area. Yeah. That'd be great. This works really well. Final Fantasy and Fire Emblem. You basically get Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. We they got to pull off Shin Megami Tensei well, Fire Emblem first, and then I'm on board. Yeah. yeah. You got to finish that one they're working that on. Exists. I mean, you, you actually, we have gotten, if, yeah. like, there's all these dream scenarios that actually did happen, like uh, Professor Layton and Ace Attorney. <laughs> Ace Attorney. Yeah. Like, it's just insane. Like, we live so in a world where that's a that real happened, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Mario and Sonic. Mega Man yeah. and Street Fighter was a uh, official Capcom. Well, Street, Street Fighter and Tekken. Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. Even right now, what's that? Um, yeah. There was a big as, Capcom, what was the Capcom just crossover? Project Cross Zone. Project yeah. Cross Zone. Project Cross Zone 2 is on its way. And they Hugely popular. crazy crossovers like that. It's those, got a sequel. The old Konami- that game got a sequel, yeah. but Einhander didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Advance Wars, Einhander, we want games, we're angry, give what them to a combination us. of the two? Fire Emblem is no replacement for Advance Wars. Please, someone listen to me. Alright, one more. What do we get here? Tony Hawk and Kirby. Ooh. Kirby's, totally. there Kirby's was that pro skater. Kirby yeah. didn't. Kirby can snowboard or skateboard. There was, that, there that. was that Kirby golf game. Oh yeah, yeah. Herbie, Kirby. Dream Kirby Dream yeah, Kirby's Dream Kirby's Dream It's the only good Kirby game. Oh, that's unfair. Now, surely not. Did you I, know? I think it you is like Kirby's Big Adventure, or is that not what it's There's called? There's some right? okay Kirby <laughs> games, <laughs> but Kirby's I think that's the only good one. Which it was pretty big. Okay, Kirby. We found out a fun fact about Kirby's Adventure this week. Did you know that in the very first Kirby game, he doesn't eat enemies and absorb their powers? Right. He doesn't do that until the second Kirby. What does he do? He spits out a star. Yeah. He doesn't get new powers. No, it, 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 weird. It, it, wait, wait, are you talking about was the first Kirby the game, game Boy for one. Game Boy? The okay. Game Boy yeah. one. Yeah, it's, it's so a fun little game. We also had the question of the first Kirby game is on Game Boy. So who decided that he was pink? Well, we the imagine f- that there was just some marketing jerk that like <laughs> made the pink box art. On the original box art, I, I, he's not. 
on the very, oh, it's uh, white, the original box art is white. Yeah, uh, that that comes. I out. did remember that. Yep. Now, so, yeah. but no, because he's I, a spooky ghost. Kirby's pretty. You can stick Kirby in all kinds of games. He's just a little round ball. He's just analog for almost anything. So yeah, Kirby's he ends up in, in golf worst. and pinball, but he's in a. Oh, Kirby platformers are wonderful. They're baby easy, but they're oh delightful God, and Jared. pretty and fun. They have neat enemies. They're colorful. They have neat boss battles. Great music. They're wonderful. None of those things are true. They observe, they, Sometimes the music's good. Oh, Kirby gets Kirby, great. Kirby on the NES is really notable for just being really gorgeous and lavishly yeah, animated. It looks, I mean, it's an incredible looking NES game, but it's I not, wrote a program that beat any Kirby game. It. You hold right and just tap No, down. no, okay. Other, other than Kirby's Air Ride, where that's literally true, <laughs> all the other games, that's untrue. Uh, what one, the, the first one on DS was The DS one's tough. great? Yeah. The uh, rainbow, yeah. yeah. On some of the early ones, it's funny because instead of just engaging in anything, you can just fly over everything. Rainbow Curse is really good. The one where you have all the little Kirby's on DS, that one's really good. Superstar is really good. There's a lot of there's a lot no, of really. I don't good. like no, how Canvas Curse is great, and and that with the mini one. I've played so oh, I said many Rainbow Kirby Curse, games. Right, Canvas Curse. I've played so many of you them, yeah. and I agree there are some good Kirby games, but the great Kirby game is Kirby's Dream Course. That's a <laughs> it is a great Kirby game. You're right there. It's a puzzle game disguised as a golf game, and it's a lot of fun. Oh, now all I right. want to do like the best golf games that are spun off of like we got Mario Golf. Ninja Golf is the best video golf game. I like ever. Uh, that Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Why did we never get a sequel to Ninja Golf? Because it was on the Atari. I like. I like. Did you review that? Lone. Was that the Aqua Teen Hunger Force golf game? Didn't you review no. that? No, I never. I've never, I never played, played that. Game. <laughs> there is one. Yeah, PS2. Anybody play Ribbit King on the PS2? Oh, I remember that. Oh, Ribbit wow. King's great. I don't great. think I played it. Did yeah. you play the Futurama game on PS2? No, that's a rare one. We, we, oh, you okay. said Futurama. Yeah, Futurama. What was Trauma? What was the like the we yeah, launched trauma, 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 trauma Center. Trauma Center. Trauma Center. Under the knife. And the, yeah. oh, that's a good game. And it started off so good, but then it got so weird. But well, it started yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's it was like, like going to this colon and kill yeah. the polyps. Yeah. It's it's an Atlas adventure game. It gets it's like there's Satanism. Yeah, exactly. It turns yeah. into like aliens Ooh. and Satanism, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. it starts out as this normal like pull the pull the <laughs> pull the glass shards yeah. out of his heart. It's yep. an Atlas adventure game. You know what you're getting into. Yeah, trauma Center crazy stuff's so going to happen. I forgot. I love Trauma Ninja Center. Golf, good, people. Good play, play Ninja Golf. I found, I found a problem with the random video game generator here. One of the games it suggests is New Xbox Experience. No, that's not right. Not a game. That sounds like something Microsoft would have tried to sell us just before new the Xbox, Xbox One launch, though. Explain how. Hmm? What is this New Xbox Experience? They, they were talking Does about it come with 1,000 achievement points? <laughs> All right, <laughs> moving on. Justin, how do you think this listener's name is pronounced? Hysom Ismail. Yes. And he wants to know, how important are exclusives? He says, if you were to look at the last couple of generations of consoles, it doesn't look like exclusives matter much when it comes to sales of the consoles themselves. I would argue that the Xbox One has a stronger lineup of exclusives and is still lagging behind in sales compared to the PS4. And it's my personal belief that the PS3 catalog was a lot stronger than the 360s, but for most of that generation, the 360 was in the lead. I think the Wii U is a nice case study. Because the third-party support is so weak, the console has to sell on the strength of its exclusives. And while the exclusives are incredibly strong in quality, console sales are abysmal. So, how important are exclusives? They're great for comment sections, mm -hmm. because you can compare your systems that way. And they're great because they have a lot of money goes behind them, and they're awesome games. They end mm -hmm. up, they tend to be they're great, high great, quality. high quality games, mm -hmm. but they do not sell consoles, and you shouldn't care if they sell consoles or not. It doesn't really oh, matter. Oh, I don't know that I agree with that. I think software sells hardware. Not well, I mean, well, okay. What, I, well, the point he's making examples, is the that the third parties are the conversation we've had about Nintendo for like two decades now. If Nintendo doesn't get the third parties, they're not going to sell consoles. It was true for GameCube; that exactly happened. And then we, we, they got all the third parties. They had yeah. shovelware like yeah, crazy, and then the number one console. And we, they have no third party support. Like having the best, great, great. Uh, 
Great exclusives. Yeah. Great exclusives. Yeah. Well, the issue is that it's not a level playing field there. Like having the best first party support and no third party support, it doesn't cancel that out or balance that out. Like on a more level uh, comparison, like the PS4 versus Xbox One, then the exclusives are hugely important, I think. Well, I think as a standard, we have this kind of legacy thing. Nintendo is the glorious exception because they still manufacture very distinctive hardware that's different than anything else, both through the controller and the actual inner workings of the Wii U. Everything else is a PC now, and that's a fairly new development. I mean, really, the, the PS4, the Xbox One, and a PC are all built on around the same hardware, and that's a very new thing. We still got the psychological legacy from a time where, you know, only a PC had the certain capabilities you needed to play a game like Civ 2. Well, only yeah, a PlayStation and then some had, had blast processing. Yeah, <laughs> but, I'm not, but I'm not just talking about, yeah, some of it was vaporware, or not not vaporware, things that didn't exist, like blast processing. Some of it was you couldn't I still do believe just marketing uh, slogans. Yeah, sorry, I got lost on marketing slogans there. Some of it was <coughs> actually physically incapable. There's some things you just yes. couldn't do on certain boxes. Yeah. That's just not a problem anymore. And because of that, it's purely about, it's purely marketing. Oh, it's a, uh, well, okay, yeah, game so, I still think, I mean, I I think, think exclusives are, any opportunity I get to advocate for a one console future, <laughs> I will. I think exclusives are bad for the consumer. I think it's really shitty that if you want to play Uncharted and Halo, you got to buy two, you know, three, four, five hundred dollar boxes instead of just being able to buy your video game box and play all the best games. Sure. I, don't, I don't think that there's really much of an excuse other than, uh, you know, the excuse where the hardware and software are very closely married together, like Nintendo's software, where um, you that it's justified to be able to have to do that. But back to the question of how important exclusives are. Mm -hmm. With similar systems like PS4 and Xbox One, you think they're hugely important. Uh, did I say hugely important? Yes. I want to walk that back a little bit. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I just don't know, like, what else are you basing that decision on? Like, Well, I mean, maybe this generation is a, a unique case because the Xbox One stumbled so yeah. spectacularly mm -hmm. at its, at its, at its yeah. reveal. In also, its it's hard months. for me to, like, I don't know that many people, like, you're all my friends and all of you own multiple consoles. I own every console. So, like, the person that picks a console and sticks with it like I don't, I don't know that consumer. Like I don't know that I completely understand their habits, or are they just they don't care about Halo? It's not important to them. Like I just don't, I don't know that gamer, and I don't know what's driving their decisions. I, guess. I think a lot oh. of it may be just frugality, <laughs> you know, just not wanting. Sure, but to I don't know like how they're making that choice and weighing yeah. it out. Like because well, I, I made that choice only on a GameCube, so yeah. I how still have that? a little bit of trauma from that. Well, it was you obsessed at the time. You, you read IGN, and you obsessed over what third-party games were coming to the GameCube in the span between the wonderful games that were coming every six months. Mm -hmm. So you'd get, you know, between Wind Waker and Mario Sunshine, which were actually weren't that far apart, uh, <laughs> you would say, like, well, Beautiful Joe, uh, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Like, you, you'd, yeah. you'd put tremendous weight on SSX. those games uh, coming out for those systems. And, and, and that was my mentality. Of course, I would say, well... You know, six six years into it, I'd say, well, we had Metroid and, and Wind Waker and Metroid Prime Two. It's like, but that didn't matter in the moment. It was like, geez, what's coming out this month that I can actually play for this? How system? good did you feel those, those when, Res when Resident Evil Four came out? Oh then. my gosh, it was, it was so, so amazing! <laughs> and the month that it came out, it was like, yeah, it's coming to PS Two with all this extra yeah. stuff. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah but no, I mean, it was I, incredible, though. What a cutting-edge game to come out for I also, an exclusive it, Nintendo system. It, it does. Just, oh, go ahead, Justin. I was just gonna say, like, I think you you brought up frugality, and I think that's super true, right? Like, people don't have unlimited money; they have to pick a console and stick with it. When mm -hmm. I was growing up, my tactic was to pick a console and then, you know, four or five years later, grab the one I missed on the cheap. Like, I didn't get a SNES until 
95, I mm-hmm. think. You know, the year the PS1 came out. And then I got, you know, F-Zero and Mario World and Zelda and, you know, sort of played a little bit of catch-up yeah. there. It actually is really nice to get a console late it's in great, its lifetime because right? you just have this incredible library of games that you've... All these games that you've been coveting but you don't want to admit that you've yeah. secretly wanted to play. I, I still do it. I mean, I, I held out on a Wii U forever. I, I bought mine to play Mario Maker. Um, yeah. And I'm getting really excited about getting to jump in and do that. I work at a company where we play video games for a living. So if I'm not necessarily keen on, uh, you know, you, you have a new generation hardware coming out, not a lot to play on, I just steal one from work and play for a while, and then I take it back. You know, that, critically, that's... the games that we've rated the highest over the past years since the consoles came out are not exclusives on those systems. Now, Nintendo yeah. still has high-rated exclusives, but, like, you know, The Witcher, Dragon Age, like, these are games that are that are across consoles, and those are the reasons I want people to buy consoles, you there's know? There's still some really high-rated... PCs. There's, there's, you you know, the Last of Us, we gave a 10. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but not this this console generation. Mm-hmm. This constant. Yeah, so far I can't. I, I, I mean, mean, Bloodborne was pretty spectacular. Um, yeah, Bloodborne's really cool. Uh, there's been a few. But if you it think about like Halo Master has... Chief Collection stuff compared to the other games that were yeah. at Xbox at the time, Tomb Raider is fantastic. You know, it's like you know, a lot of games are on multiple consoles now. Mm-hmm. But hey, Uncharted Four might be also great. blast processing. Blast also processing. Blast processing. All right, moving on. This is Nick. Uh, he's just gotten his copy of The Phantom Pain. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I finally started playing it. And we all in agreement that the first hour or so of that game is just the craziest hour yep. of video games. I don't know, because I really played. want to play it. I'm holding off playing it intentionally. Oh, so you haven't played it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. The, yeah, that first it's prologue insane. is so crazy. I'm just like, what I watched Shared play it. Hell is going on. Are you talking about yeah. the fire whale? Yeah. I mean, that's, only, that's just one, that's just one <laughs> thing that happens. One tiny segment of oh, that. Oh, man. Yeah. It just... Keeps going. Anyway, Nick has his copy and he says, Is it strange that now the Phantom Pain is in my hands? I'm struggling to actually find the will to play it. I'm not sure what's wrong. Am I intimidated by the size of the game and dozens of hours of fultoning ahead of me? Am I trying to delay or pretend that this isn't the last chapter of the Kojima saga? Also, is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? Asking for a friend. Okay, so I'm in that yeah. exact position right now. No, I just I explained that. I don't think it's strange at all. Did, did, yeah. Wait, did he start it and is having? He's got it there, but he hasn't started. I, yet. I know what his problem is. He hasn't finished The Witcher yet, and he really needs to finish it. That's your problem. That's, that, maybe it might be his too. Mm. It could yes, be, that's my problem. It could just be that. Uh, I mean, you know, he could. It's possible he doesn't like it. We, we should put well, that out. I said, it's, yeah. un, it's he's, unclear he's really if he started it or not. Yeah, I don't think he started it. He says it's in his hands, but he can't find. Oh, it's like it's like it's so good. It's just like I got to find the right time to start this game that I. Really yeah, no, you're definitely else. in, like, you can that have happens. the best video game, but if you're not in the mood for, like, mm-hmm. that kind of, like, I played, like, two or three open world games in a row, and I just couldn't oh, do yeah. Witcher. I'm like, I'm not, the third one, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not doing this. And, but then I took a few months off and played smaller games, and then The Witcher, like, that flavor was back in for me again. So. Yeah, totally. I was trying to hold out because I still haven't beaten Batman, and I still yeah. have Disgaea, and I love that, but then, like, after a week of just hearing about how great this game is, I'm like, well... I have to play this game tonight. I, I do I've think, been rushing through The Witcher 3. Like I'm, I, I have to finish it. I love it. I love that, that game. That game does not yeah. end. Yeah, it, 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 if you think you're near the end, you're probably going on. There's probably 25 hours left. And I've been playing a lot. But uh, yeah, I'm ready for Metal Gear now because everybody's playing it. But now I'm getting a more of a balanced opinion from people. Yeah. And then on sure. Friday we get Super Mario Maker and I have to yeah. play that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think Jared's absolutely right where uh, if he has started and it just he gets home and doesn't necessarily want to turn it on, like, that happens to me, man. They're like, hey, are you liking Batman? I'm like, yeah, but I don't ever want to play it. And I'm like, well, maybe I don't like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. I yeah, think it's we, totally we, we okay. I feel like we're not supporting uh, the... the 
this hobby that we love if we step away from something else that everybody else likes. But I think all of us probably have games in, in, in our backgrounds that everybody around us loved and we just don't get yeah, it. I can like, already, we think we should like them, but we don't. I can already tell you that I'm not going to get through all of Metal Gear. Um, I think it's very good and uh, really interesting and I like a lot of the stuff in it. And I'm still actually playing it. I'm going home and playing it every night, but I'm kind of like... I'm more and more like, well, maybe I'll just watch John Oliver instead. Maybe I'll just do this instead. Like, it's not, it's not the game for me that I'm like, ah, I'm yeah. gonna. It's like, like Dragon Age is like that. Like every moment that I wasn't playing that game, I wished I was playing it. And Metal Gear is not like that for Didn't me. Do that for you. Yeah, that's fine. Good. So don't feel bad. It's Tim, right? Yeah. That was who was that? Nick. Tim? That was Nick. No, sorry, Nick. It's uh, okay. You know, don't worry about it, man. If you play it, Live if you life. like it, it's okay. Go play another game. All right, before we go here, have you guys heard about Adventure Sense? No. Sense, S-C-E-N-T-S. Oh. So this is a new product for... Like smells. Tabletop RPG gamers. Oh, God. So okay. if you're really <laughs> hardcore into uh, tabletop RPGs, maybe you bring some like figures to represent your players. Right. Maybe you have a soundtrack to set the mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe you have like sound effects, like sword clash sound effects, battle sound effects, dragon sound effects. The next level, Adventure Sense, the company, is here to... Fill that last hole of sense deprivation, and you can buy smells okay. to be used in your game. Do you have examples? I do. Like charred battlefield. I'm, yeah, smell. I'm totally on board with this. Like if you're in a forest, get some like foresty so, scent. A few examples of the scents that they sell include welcoming in. Okay. The sense of meat, potatoes, herbs, and spices waft towards you from the stew pot, wetting your appetite. I want that in the office. Forget, forget D&D. Or, let's have it now. Let's say your crew ends up on a pirate ship. Mm-hmm. As the cannons fire, the smell of oak timbers soaked in sea spray is joined yeah. by the alarming scent of gun smoke. Uh, yeah. If you're climbing the wizard's tower, the cozy room fills with the rich scent of pipe tobacco and a smudge of magical herbs that leaves you feeling warm and protected. Or if you're on the field of battle, you'll smell blood, sweat, Leather and steel. I know so what I'm bringing to the Christmas party this year. That'd be a good. What? Good no, don't bring that to the Christmas party. party. I'm absolutely bringing that to the Christmas. party. Don't we have party. tabletop? Uh, she bring it on a plane. Oh, what, Stare what? at some children. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and open your blood, sweat, <laughs> and, and steel. Do you, smell, <laughs> do you smell blood, sweat, and steel, little boy? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought that was interesting. That is, are they candles or are they so like wall they, plugins? They, they sell. I have a bunch of different. If scents. they're wall plugins, that makes me. <laughs> I don't think it's a wall plugin. <laughs> There's like a, they they have several different products that you can add any of their scents into. I think one of them is just like a like a little scent jar that you open up if you're in that area. Okay. Something like that. I had uh, a bad what? experience with tabletop gaming. It only happened once, and it was recently. Mm. And uh, the gentleman who led me through the, I guess it was Warhammer. Was it Steve? No. Uh, but I I won't play them anymore. Well, I still want to play D and D. I never play D and D. But anyway, he had all his like figure, the, like the painted little metal figures. Yeah. Uh, and you roll dice like constantly. Yeah. Uh, I guess I don't have to explain this to you guys. But yeah. what he did have that I didn't expect was like he would like whip out a little piece of cotton from his pocket and be like, and there's the smoke rising from the <laughs> the cannon shot you just hit. I can't laugh. I, I'm that. It guy. was really great. And then I, uh, and then like when you take someone out, he would like explain the personality of the person you took out, and yeah. it was like the uh, system in Shadow of Mordor. It'd be like he'd be like, oh, this is the uh, general of the orcs, and he you know he's really dismayed to be leaving battlefield because oh, I gotta go back to my fam- fam- family now. You're they always the give me hell. Uh, yeah, adventure like, sense are for this guy. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah. I can just him. see him just being like, oh. Do you smell the oak and gunpowder? Yeah. Do you feel the sea spray in your I don't understand anything you just said being a bad experience. What was the bad experience there? It was just embarrassing. We're old people. 
That's fine. Have some fun it's for funny. once in your Th- life. This is this is called Saturday night for me. I mean, this this is how I spend my weekends. Nobody uh, was drunk. Stuff. Well, yeah. that's a problem. Well, it's hard to role play when you're drunk. Oh uh, no, because the game didn't have like it wasn't like D and D where there's like a story or like any interesting characters. It was like you were rolling dice over and over again to move these figures around a board. It's just, and it wasn't like a, it was like Candyland. Like a battle like, game. You're actually really playing fun. like a tabletop battle game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, it wasn't didn't take an imagination. Like D&D sounds fun. Yeah. I like the idea of that. All right, if any of our GameScoop fans are big tabletop RPG players, you can find Adventure Sense online. Let us know if any of the sense particularly appeal to you. <laughs> Before we go this week, time to play Video Game 20 Questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Mike, I think. No, I'm sorry, from Lorenzo. Oh, actually, I'm sorry, this is why I got confused. Mike just has an anecdote to share about Video Game 20 Questions. He says, my name is Mike, I'm from South Carolina. I've been interviewing for a job over the course of three months, and I believe Video Game 20 Questions got me my new job. Really? You've been interviewing for 20 months? For three months. Three months. Three months. 20 questions, three months. 20 questions, three months. He says, yesterday I went through the final phase. Midway through the interview, they decided to test me with a game of 10 questions. Uh Uh-oh. Thanks to video game 20 questions, I was able to employ some of the strategies you guys use and figure out the answer. At the end, I was offered the job. I attribute it heavily to having listened to GameScoop over the last few months. So we'll expect... uh, Oh, go ahead. We'll expect our 10% of your salary, Mike. Yep. Thank you in advance. Yeah. And he used the question, can it cross a road? (laughs) I'm figuring he asked if it was released before or after January 1st, 2000. Like, that's... that's That was for the Who Am I game, right? Maybe, yeah. Can I cross a road? You're a dolphin. Uh, but anyway, our, our mystery game yes. this week is suggested by Lorenzo. Okay. Did this game originally come out before 2000? Yes. No, we go in order. Sam, you're up. Oh, I, I do, am I supposed to answer? Yeah. You can, do you guys you can have like, questions you that you're in stock? I've done this before. Okay. Um, is this a, uh, uh, a game that only came out for one console? Well, me... It... <laughs> it it did not originally come out for a console, ah. but later did. Okay. Uh, is this an arcade game? Yes. Okay. Okay. Did this game originally come out before 1990? Yes. Is this game uh, made by a company that's still in existence today? No. Oh. So that eliminates all kinds it's of... It's not Nintendo or Sega. It's does, a Namco. Like Namco. It, does this game use a joystick? <whistles> in its arcade version. I don't... I think it did in its arcade version. Are you counting the questions? Oh yeah, this is 20 questions. <laughs> I think that's four. Let's say, let's call it four. I think it's one that. One, two, three, four, that was six. Wow, okay. I haven't gone But twice. that one doesn't count because you didn't know the answer. I said I don't think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure. All so, right, let's call it five. It's okay, so it was a game that came out in the 70s or 80s. The company is not in business. So is it an Atari game? No. And we, what did you say about the joystick? I don't think the original arcade cabinet had a joystick. So who went out of business? What arcade? Yeah, but I really lost. I know, but like, which, it's not going to be uh, something weird. It it's never out, something weird. Did it come right. out before 1984? Yes. That's yeah. important. So that's way because, old school. Because there's yeah. a huge 16 bit I know so right. much more about this from History of Awesome now. Yeah, okay, so we got a pre-84, probably in a, Is the game set in space? No. That's a good question. Okay, so it's not a space game. Is the game set on, like, what we would... Okay. Think, Sorry, it does have a joystick. Okay. okay, thank you. Does the game take place on what we would consider the planet Earth? Is it a, is it a fantasy? Like, I'm trying to... It's not in space. Do we know? 
Um, would it be? It's not in it. It's not in the real version of Earth. Okay. All right. Good. This has been a sticking point for us okay. before. Yeah, we've had, yeah the, trying to get Paperboy. Out trying of to get way. America there. Okay. We can't be Atari. No, it's not um, Atari. We know it's not that. Is uh, the main character of the mm, good question the game a? Uh, uh, I don't. I want a, hu- a human. Like a human, you think? Well, sure. yeah, but that's the thing. Like, there's vehicles and then animals right. and stuff like that too. Do you control? Is the main character of the game an animal? No. That's ten, the, and animals include people, right? Yeah, because people are animals. So. Oh well. <laughs> You're asking me if it's an animal? Okay. Okay, then yes, it's an animal. Ah! See, there we go. We're cheating. I thought you answered the question. I don't, th- I don't see how that helps I you. Was, I was purely cheating. No, that, that was all that. How does it not help? No, because now, we, now we're not a car. We're not a ship. But you don't know if you're a person or not. Oh, it's true. We could be well, an alien. Yeah, we do, because you had oh, yeah. to change your answer. Okay. So I do know. We're a person. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Okay, so we're, we're, we're a person-type thing. Wait, it was Robotron after 84... That is Robotron, that, that's 82, right? Yeah, you can Robotron. ask if it had more than one joystick or uh, more than one button. That's a Multiplayer, good single player, single screen, multi-screen. Yeah, it's, that's, these are all really good questions. I mean, we, we can, we got, the thing is that Stern is still around that made Berserk, and Williams is still making uh, coin slot machines. So right, in, so they're in, still around. Yeah, Midway's gone, right? Midway's gone. Yeah, Midway's gone. Midway's gone. But Midway didn't really make those games. Williams no. made those games. Okay, most of the games are going to be American. Other than Namco, is there any reason to ask if it would be American or Japanese? Like other yeah, than Namco, Okay, is it? Uh, it's it's going to be American. Okay, then. is it an American yeah. arcade game? It is. Okay, that helps. All right, so we got that. But not Atari, but early arcade era. Arcade early arcade. Yeah, the golden age of arcades has joystick. Jeez. But yeah, we could ask about control configuration. That could help if we knew it was two sticks, one button. Is like it? That. Is it? Is it is it single player? Yes. Okay. I guess they mostly were. Maybe that was a wasted question. Something like Earth. Is um, there more than one joystick? I'm, I'm gonna say no. Yeah. Let me that, look that at the image. No. We know it's not Space Dungeon. It's not so. more than one joystick. Okay. Uh, it's not Space Dungeon. It's not Robotron. Centipede. Um, no, that's all our no. Atari games. I mean, there was a joystick. Well, it's not joystick either. I mean, Defender had a joystick, but that's Williams. <sighs> But you know, yeah, and that's in space. This isn't in space. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, defenders, defenders in space. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a stick version of Crystal Castles, but you, no, no, no. Um, it's supposed to trackball. Wow. Um, Let's keep it going here. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go well, ahead. you know. <laughs> You picked a weird one. The I didn't pick it. Lorenzo picked it. Lorenzo. That's about single screen. Yeah, graphics representation. What we didn't ask about single screen. But mo- almost all those games were single screen. Yeah, but just at very that few point, that weren't. Yeah. That's true. Um, not spaced. I guess we could have different screens. We could ask uh, about manufacturers or genre. We could ask about, but most of those had their own. Do you shoot things in this game? No. No shooting. That's huge. Wow. Do you? <laughs> um, Do you eat things in this game? Uh, it is not advisable to eat things in this game. Oh, let's see. It's not an eater. I don't know arcade <laughs> games from that early because it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be you know like Burger it's Time or any of those. Well, it could be Burger Time. Could it be Burger Time? Yeah, yeah you're a chef being chased by madcap. Yeah, I mean, I've been creature. trying to eliminate that for this whole time. But Data East isn't around anymore, so that would work. That would work. Is Do it you want to ask time? about ladders? No, wait, wait, no. Wait, you don't know. He doesn't know that rule. He doesn't know the rule. Well, I'll just, I'll how about that. ladders? Does the game contain ladders? Like that'd be a. Are there, does does the game, it contain does ladders? Does it contain ladders? Yeah. Uh, almost certainly. Almost certainly, there are ladders. But Damon knows Burger Time really well. Right, and he so knows there was yeah. a joystick to Burger Time. 
So, Sam, the rule, by the way, is that if you guess a game and you guess wrong, then you're out. Oh, you okay. just lose. You lose. There's not any kind of racing going on in this. And you, it's not advisable to eat things? Yeah, so it's not... What does that mean? You eat things in Food Fight. Um, it's not gonna be single down. player. So it's 16, and that should have been a big hint. I know. Yeah, the not advisable to eat things. I feel really dumb. Uh, it's like somebody's going to be... It's one of those shouting at the... Shouting at the MP3 player moments right now. Yeah. Bubbles. Let's see. Bubbles? Oh, I do love them. <laughs> um, maybe we should try a manufacturer or try a... No, we only got four questions gimmick. left. Yeah. That's a trap. You're right. That's um, a trap. You a play trap. as a person. It's, it's, it's a single-player game, so it's, it's got to be... It's not in space. It's not in space. It's probably high-score based. You don't shoot things. You don't, you don't shoot things. things. It did have a joystick, which means it's not a driving game because even known it was... You, driving. Yeah, there's a joystick, but it's still a, an unconventional control scheme. Oh, that's interesting. Unconventional control scheme with a joystick. I got nothing. Oh, no, that happens in mm. space. That won't work. Um, They're all Cinestar. in space. All those old games are in space. Huh? Sinistar, 720. What year did Dragon's Lair come out? Oh, with Dirk the Daring? Yeah. Uh, that was 84. Yeah. Um, oh, and that... Ooh. And that's by a laser, uh, what are they called? Yeah, they're not around anymore, right? Did this uh, game feature uh, lots of lavish animation? Yes. Yeah, ah! Is it, ah! oh, wait, wait, wait. Is it Dragon's Lair? <laughs> yes. Ah! Even though it was 83. Oh, it was 83. Yeah, 83 is on Dragon's Lair. Is it 84 Space Ace then? Or? Maybe. 83 is it, yeah. both those, I believe. Okay. Goodness oh, really? gracious. I couldn't remember if it had a joystick or not, because you're just like yeah. pressing a button in a yeah, direction of down, the flashing. Yeah, down, left, right, right, and one button. One button, okay. Wow. Hey, thanks Good. for the hand on really the controls game. Not advisable to eat things yeah. in that game. Because the potion. It kills you. Yeah, yeah, it kills so you. good. Wow. Oh, bravo. And there are ladders, and I'm sure you climb up a ladder. Yeah, you definitely you do. Ladder. You climb a ladder. Yeah. But on Earth, I don't think that's supposed no. to be Earth. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's yeah. not dragons on Earth. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, but I, that's what... I feel like I got caught up last time. Like That's true. There is not a Batman on Earth either. We, I want to just <laughs> pointing out that there are American flags in the town. Uh, if there was a, there was a referee for 20 questions, he would have been blowing his whistle on that one. What? Because that's what I was getting at by asking if it's on Earth. Made, I was trying uh, to figure out if it's in a fantasy world or not. So, so did I lead you astray? Yeah, you said it was like basically on Earth. I said it's not any real version of Earth. I don't think it was that far it's off. It's not any no. version of Earth. I actually, I got more thrown by you not remembering it had a joystick. That made me yeah. think the joystick yeah. wasn't important. And I was like, oh, God. So yeah, my mind was, was like, that was great. I was sitting there thinking it was like some weird crystal. Like, apparently there was a joystick-based crystal castles for a while. Uh, that, that oh, that was, was, yeah, that was a yeah. really good one. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Good call, Lorenzo. And then Dragon's Lair came to... Everything. Plus, you don't picture that when you look back to 1983, no. but that's such an amazing advanced game for that. Dragon's Lair with yeah. Dirk the Daring. Just hear that that attract mode echoing through time. Yep. That game was amazing to me when I was a kid, but it was like 50 cents. Yeah. And then so I di- it was really hard, and I'd die right away, so I, I couldn't I beat really it on Sega figure. CD for the first time. Wow. Oh, wow. There you go. I had a version of it for a DVD player. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. You could just use the menus, uh, yeah. menu buttons. And yeah, I didn't control it. That was really clever. I think it's on Blu-ray, too. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, awesome. All right, I think that's all the scoops we have for this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Jared. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.